everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 115 of Podcast and Death. And first of all, let us say that we're very sorry if this episode goes off the rails in really odd ways. Oh, there's Jen's cat. Her new kitty. Um, we've had a weird week. Um, we were going to record... We, we're going to record on our regular at our regular time, and unfortunately, Tara got COVID. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's been a couple of days, but now she's feeling a little bit better, feeling up to doing an episode. Yeah, all I'm doing is sitting around. Yeah, so we were all ready to do an episode. Okay, we're going to record the episode for this week, and <laughs> Jen's power went out. Jen's power went out right before we decided to record. So, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a week. It's been a week. So in this episode, um, we are going to talk about the recent post that Nora made on her blog. And I, you know, we've talked about posts that Nora's made before, but this one, Mm -hmm. A couple of you posted in the Facebook, I think three different people posted the mm-hmm. same, a link to the same uh, yep. post on Facebook. So we thought clearly everyone wants to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So we yep. should probably talk about it. Anyway, so um, let me read what Nora has posted. Most of you have seen it already, but for those of you who haven't, Let me go ahead and read this post. So Nora says, Desperation and Death comes out shortly. As always, I enjoyed spending time, a lot on this side of the page, in that world, with the characters who inhabit it. And I hope you will too. Whenever we announce a new in death, there's excitement and speculation. There's also, inevitably, a continuing complaint from some readers. It goes like this. The last book, or books, disappointed me, wasn't up to par because name favorite recurring character or characters wasn't in it them or wasn't in it them enough. It's difficult to address or explain the reasons for this in a two-sentence reply on Facebook, so I decided to address and explain it here. First, trust me. If you're invested and attached to these characters, it's because I created them. I know them. And yes, gentle reader, even better than you, because they came from me. It's my job to write the best book I can. To that, I have to respect and honor the story and the people in it. It's simply not possible to craft the best book I can if I try to shoehorn every character, even your personal favorites, into every single book in the series. When a recurring character shows up, it's because it fits the story, the scene, the tone, the purpose. When they don't show up, they didn't fit. It's my job to craft the story. Trust me to do my job. If I wrote thinking, I have to squeeze Mavis into this, and Bella, and Louise, and Charles, and Nadine, Feeney, and so on, the story would suffer for it. I'm not going to do that, not ever. Let me add an aside. I absolutely love writing scenes with Bella. 
I find her a joy and I find more joy in seeing Mavis's evolution as a mom. But the books aren't about Bella, Mavis, and motherhood, or Eve's often baffled reaction to both. When they do come in, it's for a purpose, to further the story, to lighten or darken the mood, to provide information, to interact in a way that makes sense in the storyline. I'll add, in the in-death world, very little time spans between stories, much, much less time than the six-month span in which they're published. How would it make sense for Lieutenant Eve Dallas to interact with all the recurring characters every few days when she's pretty busy investigating murders? It just doesn't. Connected to the above complaint is, there wasn't enough Rourke, which I firmly believe a good portion of readers expressing this actually mean not enough sex with Rourke. Hard to blame you. (laughs) But the same reasons apply. I'm not going to shoehorn sex scenes in either. They, like any scene, either flow into the story for a purpose or they don't. Also, Rourke's pretty busy running his empire, and while I have crafted ways that make sense to me to have him on the page contributing to the investigation, even just as a sounding board, he and Eve have their separate careers and duties to them. Rourke doesn't work at Central or in the field. He's evolved into a consultant officially because it made sense and opened a way to give him more page time and added to his understanding of and respect for what Eve does. There are books in the series where nearly everyone finds a way onto the page for a purpose, and there are books where hardly anyone outside the main characters show up because they don't fit that storyline. Trust me to know when they fit and when they don't. Since I'm devoting a blog to this, and I okay. One of my pet peeves is your it, the whole thing is a blog, and what you're doing is blog post. And people say, "Oh, I'm doing a blog." <laughs> it's actually a blog post, but that's my own personal <laughs> pet peeve, and you know everyone does it. So I mean, anyway, sorry, I just had to interject. <laughs> <that>. um, <laughs> Good for you. Since I'm devoting a blog to this, let me address a couple more questions, hopes. I have no idea, none at this time, if, when, Baxter will enter into a serious relationship. No, he will not. (laughs) She doesn't know that, and we don't know that either. So maybe he will, maybe he won't. We don't know. I have no idea, none at this time, if, when, Morris will find another love. The purpose of this series is clear in the name, In Death. It's about a cop investigating murder. Each time, every time, that comes first. The primary purpose is not to hook up every character in a romantic relationship. The secondary purpose is absolutely the connections, emotional connections, the evolution of long-standing characters and or the introduction of new ones. But the purpose is not romantic relationships for all. And for me, I do know them Many of the characters are perfectly content with their lives as they stand. I had no thought to write Nadine into a serious relationship until Apprentice in Death. It flowed out from the scene where Jake first appeared because it fit, it made sense, and Jake's character worked. The chemistry worked, a nice surprise for me. The same thing may happen for one of the other characters in an upcoming book, as yet unwritten, or it may not, ever. And yes, Mavis is still pregnant and will be for several more books. 
That's how the timeline of the series works. It's the way I structured it a couple of decades ago. Decades for you and me, about three years for the characters in that world. Some people may just be tired of the series, find themselves burnt out on it. That happens and that's okay. Some cycle through disappointment in a book or a couple in a row because they didn't get to see their favorites play a part. I can only say to that, trust me, they'll be back when they have something to add to the story. Again, I hope you enjoy Desperation and Death and can happily tell you Mavis, Leonardo, and Bella all appear in this one because they fit. Nora. I just, I'm one of these people that gets probably irrationally annoyed with with things that spar this kind of blog post. Right. Like, it's like she says in the blog post, Maybe you just are not into it right now. Right. Because, like, why do people like to be angry about stuff? (laughs) I just feel like that's a lot of it. We're just like, like, well, now I'm mad about that. And I'm like, but when it doesn't, why? I don't know. I just think sometimes people really just want to be angry for no reason. Yeah, it's true. And again, like, if you start reading the series and the series is about Eve, like common sense is that she's not going to spend every other day with Mavis and Leonardo. Right. That, that Nadine is not going to be working on every one of her cases. Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you I would kind of that. expect Feeney to be there, obviously. But right. sometimes he is. I can think of is. one or two books where he's way back burner and has maybe one scene. Right. But, right. And but that most makes of the sense. time he's, he's there. Yeah. And, and it makes sense, sense for Rourke to be burner. there in her book. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think she would have riots if Rourke didn't show up at all. I mean, oh, she'd right. Be, Absolutely. Like, yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, why, in what instance would Rourke not show up? Well, I mean, right, exactly. maybe if he was on vacation or if he had a business trip. Like, he's going to go on vacation without you. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. Well, I'm going on vacation. I'm sick of your right. bullshit murder <laughs> stuff. I'm sick of you being such yeah. a bitch. <laughs> God, you're so Somerset cold and, and I are going on vacation together. <laughs> so cold and unfeeling, you terrible, horrible bitch. But I mean, yeah, even I just, if he has business trips, he always, you know, he calls yeah. or it's always a yeah. video call or, you know, comes home early or whatever. So, right. Um, so really it's, it's mostly Mavis and Leonardo and Bella mm-hmm. yeah. that don't show up every book. Right. And Louise and Charles and, yeah. you know, but. For the right. most part, all the almost all like the cops are almost always there. Somerset's always yeah, there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I feel like sometimes we throw in Louise and Charles because superfluously. Like yeah. No, to. I agree. She's it's Louise. Like I feel like Charles mm-hmm. is not ever there for weird reasons because he kind of is tagged on. But I'm like, why? Well, we, we've I talked mean, about this. How the time? How well, Louise again, is like her? She's only like doctor. super doctor. She, 
Like, yes. it's, right? But she's yeah. like every fucking specialty. It's like, how, <laughs> no, that's not how this works. <laughs> she can't be a surgeon and a general practitioner and a pediatrician. And well, I mean, God, and she has she her own clinic. She already she has <laughs> her own great. clinic, but then she shows up at the hospital anytime Eve needs well, anything. That, that's completely that, understandable because, yeah, she probably has hospital privileges. Most most doctors that have private practices well, yeah, or but, whatever do. But yeah. they also don't perform surgery at every hospital because <laughs> that's not how it works. Do you think the do you think the hospital like just gets a gets a case that they know Eve's involved in? They just go, oh, they're fuck. like, just call Louise. Oh, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come down here, please? We We're not going to deal with this lady. lady. So yeah. we need you to come in. <laughs> that's got to be it. It's possible. Yeah. But again. Surgery is a completely different specialty from everything else she supposedly does. So, like, yeah. that's like two different residencies. She's not that old. <laughs> she's, she's like she's younger than all of us. Yeah. So, well, look at Do- Doogie Hauser. He wasn't that old either, and he was already <laughs> a doctor. So, by Louise's age, she could be both. I guess. <laughs> Just give but, me that look. Guys, I want to know where the uproar is, why crack isn't in every book. That right? is a character that I can absolutely have in right every there. book. I agree. <laughs> I would love to see crack all the fucking time. All the time. Yeah. Well, you know, we always need more of that. But um and you know, to be honest though, I can't think of any time where I read a book and I went, My God, I'm so disappointed because this character didn't show up. Because Right. Yeah. Like shadows, there was a lot of, a lot of people complaining in shadows because Mavis and Leonardo right. weren't there. Weren't there? And it's like why? Well, I mean, Mavis had one scene, and she didn't. Didn't Eve talk to her on the phone? Because she I mean, was worried possible. about. I'm yeah. pretty sure she did because she was worried about um, him going after them. Because right, he knew. Yeah, that, that sounds. Yeah, well, I'm almost positive, was was but... it shadows? I thought it was shadows that. No, she was they there. They didn't show it, up. It was just a phone call. I mean, I don't think Leonardo was there. Bella might have like you know how she always gets on the phone when Mavis talks to her, but well, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm almost positive there was a scene in shadows that they talked. But again, like she doesn't need to like she. But that makes sense in the story. You know, hey, yeah, in like this scary right dude now. that's murdered a thousand million people <clears throat> is going after people that work cares about. So you need to have a heads up and be careful. And so it completely right. makes sense, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I don't think I've ever had that moment where I like. Well, I would have liked this book more if like Mavis was there. Yeah. Or- no. Like this book more if Charles was there. I mean, I can't right. yeah. imagine I, of her. Yeah, me either. I feel like that's a silly thing to be like, well, it's it would be better if this. <laughs> like. Right. And I'm sure that, you know, people that say there's not enough roar. I mean, I honestly, I, I can't think of a book off the top of my head where I thought there wasn't enough roar same there are times when yeah. it's it There's seems unusual like because he he's not around does, as much well yeah like see, visions, well, he's not around as much as he normally is yeah maybe yeah. um but sometimes but most, though, like 
most I of the know, time. Sometimes yes. I'm like, he could be here less, and that would make more sense. <laughs> well, right. right, because he's there yeah. constantly when he doesn't he's really like, need to be. He's like yeah. doing cop shit when there are 800 cops hanging out. <laughs> Um, like we get it well i do kind of like though that lately she's been like okay i don't need you go play with feeny and mcnab because yeah <laughs> leave the murder stuff to me and peabody right. we got this you go play with but your he's friends. technically yeah. still there <laughs> right yeah. but what i mean um, is is it makes more sense for him to be working with feeny and mcnab than it does yeah. for him to be helping her solve and the murder for him, and him he gets to play with yeah. his friends yeah right exactly like, this is this is all their strengths any like that's their strength yeah that's right. his strength and so and you know it's he's always there as a sounding board for her but he doesn't actively right. need to be out in the field with her all the time and, and you know that and i stuff. feel like there's been a couple of books where i felt like um he probably you know it's like it was in it was weird because he didn't come in until way later Right. usually we get him in the first one yeah. two three chapters right. and there were a few books where we didn't get him until chapter four or five six you know like yeah, yeah. really far I, into the story before he's definitely weird yeah yeah but, but also i think that anytime that that's happened it's it's made sense to how right. he's been brought I wouldn't, in i wouldn't you know, sit there like, and like go yeah. onto nora's facebook page and go like i was very disappointed you know like yeah <laughs> Well, because like why, why sometimes the first sense. several chapters are literally even Peabody doing all of yeah. the preliminary stuff mm -hmm. and the way that right. it's set up, like they're already at work. Rourke's at whatever. Rourke's yep. off doing Rourke shit and they are <laughs> Rourke shit. <laughs> doing Rourke shit. He's off doing Rourke shit. Am I wrong? No. Just saying. Uh, no, I gotcha. They're, they're doing their cop stuff and like why would, why is Rourke why would Rourke be involved when the mm -hmm. first three chapters are actually covering like three hours of, of work? Right. You right. Know? So that's, but again, Nora does a great job of, of making sure that that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. But that's me. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I just don't, I mean, we do a, let's be honest. We do a certain amount of like, complaining about the book <laughs> of course yeah, but it comes from a place of loving the books it doesn't come from a place of um fuck this bitch she needs to write it the yeah. way i want her to write it i feel like when we're complaining about the books we're complaining about the characters doing stupid shit that we're mad right. at them for right which exactly is, exactly that's what i mean i i don't think any of us have it in us. our minds like yeah. oh i could write this better than nora because i know this and blah 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 right and yeah well, no, i absolutely could not that's not <laughs> right, exactly. where we're coming from and yeah. it, you nora know understands she's gonna get criticism for her work she knows that she's right she's a not professional. every book she is for everybody it. and she's said that a million times and right. i don't think that we're ever that overly harsh as far as right. criticism goes it's not like we're so. writing one star reviews and well except me with possession we see said but, uh, yeah well. i think was that a one star or a two star aj <laughs> it actually you know what i don't <laughs> it was probably that three stars tattoo! it was probably three stars <laughs> but um yeah. i i'm probably it's in my i probably did review it but um even oh, though it was three stars and 
Because I, yeah. I remember when it came out, you were pissed. I was pissed. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense to me. It was funny. You were like, what the hell Fuck is this? Yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> so <laughs> I guess we've all been there at certain times. But um, absolutely. But I, I don't think I've ever been there with an in-depth book. There were times that I rolled my eyes, but I've certainly <laughs> been there with other authors. Yeah, but I never said it. Well, I, you know, it just didn't make sense to me the way she right. wrote it. Which um, totally get. And I, but I don't ever like when I commented on it. It was on our forum, right? Which yeah, you never went after Nora about it. No, but you know, again, we've had this discussion, right? That was that was a fan space. Hmm. And I think it's different when you're in a fan space and you say, you know, this or that. I didn't like the, these mm-hmm. things about the book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then if you yeah. go on to Nora's own website or Facebook page, right, and say like, hey, you know, or send her an email or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there's pe- plenty of people that are sending her emails like, you know, why wasn't Mavis in this book? You know, that like kind that, of I'm thing. Sure there are. And I think that's what she's talking about mostly. People that right inevitably go on her facebook page or send her emails or whatever and comment like right. you know i was really disappointed because you know yeah so um but there's always going to be those people and oh, yeah. i'm not sure that you can do much about it no <laughs> um now i don't know if we talked about this on the show there was another post that was made by laura but this was way back in february and i sent you guys the link to that one Mm -hmm. i know we talked about it kind of off the show the three of us talked about it i don't know that we really talked about it i I don't remember talking about it on the show yeah okay so this post that laura made last february and it was probably it was right after a book was released yeah because february's a release time i mean this goes along with it so I thought we would go back and revisit this post because it, it yes. also uh, fits here. So what Laura said was, I started our slow Facebook in death discussion back in 2018. I thought it would be fun to give people a chance to discuss the books, find a community among the in-death readers. Overall, I think we're doing pretty well as a group. But then there are so many people involved, there's always something. For those who don't know me, I'm Laura, Nora's personal publicist. I run her social media. She writes the books. Believe me, everyone benefits from that particular division of labor. I've read The In-Death since Naked came out in June 1995. I've worked with Nora since August 2005. In that first decade of the series, I knew the answers to most of the questions asked about the series. Trust me, they are asked to this day. This um hip replacement recovery because she had hip replacement surgery yeah um i have a little more time on my hands giving me the space to watch one of the recurring in-death cycles occur the cycles aren't based (laughs) on anything specific just something in the air or our communal mindset one cycle is an increase in complaints about the language in the in-deaths i've actually gotten emails saying the reader has read the series since naked but in fill in the current release the f word was everywhere eve never talked like this before 
Oh yeah, we've talked about that too. <laughs> Laura, you're correct. We've talked about Laura that. is absolutely one hundred percent correct. To which I think, what the actual f? Have you really read every book? And then come up with the polite answer. Another cycle is to say Nora needs to shake things up with different plot points. We've gotten pretty good about inv- avoiding the B word here since Nora said in writing, on video, in print, that there will not be a B word or a P <laughs> word scare. Actually, they are her. Oh, these are her exact words. There will be no pregnancy scare, no baby, no adoption, no foster child as children are children. You note the, d- the difference in our wording. One is in PR. The other is a writer creating a world who is a bit tired of people trying to direct what comes next. The most recent cycle is the most insulting and insidious. People who actually came to this page and asked if there was a new ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Literally three weeks after Nora wrote her most recent blog post on that subject. Hey, good, good job, Laura. You said blog post. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Again, okay. here are Nora's exact words to that. I write the books, me, myself, and I, and I want to say anybody who accuses me of using ghosts will just be banned. I'm sick of being insulted. Well, who could blame you, Nora? Let's be honest. Honestly. Yeah. My PR answer? Nora's got too much integrity to allow a book with her name on it to hit the shelves unless she wrote every single word. For the most part, these are minority opinions, but they scrape against the nerves every time. Nora's currently writing the first in death for 2023. That's filled the workday for months now. Can you imagine finishing your workday? Deciding to get on social media for a little downtime and run across people telling you how to do your job better, telling you how to change things up, asking if you really do your job. Personally, I can't. Personally, it would make me question sharing my work in the first place. Nora's got thicker skin than me, but even that got her this go around. And it says in quotations, do not suggest how I should shake up the series or what I should write. Do I tell you how to do your job? I know for a fact Nora is delighted readers enjoy the series and are invested in the characters. But perhaps that delight, that investment of time happens because she writes the books, created and knows the characters. I bring all of this up because I'm not sure how many people realize that Nora is not my boss. She's my client. And in my customer service nature, making sure the client is happy is part of the job. So going forward, comments like the one above, I don't know what she's talking about, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's horrific. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. the ghost shit will be blocked and deleted. Oh, it must've been somebody who said jazz ghostwriter. Probably. I'm again going to Nora's Facebook page and saying, do you have a ghostwriter? It is like, that's just, it's obvious that you shouldn't do that. So it's obvious. If you've read these books and you've read Nora and you've follow Nora at all, you should know better. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just unbelievable that people keep bringing this bullshit up. It's really insulting to Nora. It is. And it also, 
it, it's also like an unoriginal thing. Like yeah. you, you're like, you don't like something just un- unoriginal is the wrong word. It's just, it's, it's just stupid to like, try to be like, well, I, I can't just say I didn't like something. I have to find a reason. There why. has to be a reason that I didn't like something. And it must not be that I just didn't like it. It must be something wrong with the writer. There must yeah, be something someone wrong. Someone did something wrong. Someone did like, something wrong. No. No one did anything wrong. You didn't like it. That's okay. And that's okay. Right. But <sighs> it's it, you know. I don't know. And <laughs> you know, if you're gonna it it's fine for people to be critical, but do it in a in a space that's appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. we may not like some of the reviews and we make fun of them sometimes or get pissed at them. But you know but what? at least that's an appropriate place. Yeah, at least <laughs> right. the reviews are in a, an appropriate place. You know? Yeah. You're not going on Laura's Facebook page and going, let me tell you what I thought about this book. I mean, I'm sure people do, oh. but like why? Why are you also, doing that? Like- why? What are what are you trying to accomplish with that? Like, if you don't like something, why do you follow the social media page for it? If you right. are like, I'm done with Nora Roberts, I'm not. I'm not going to follow her Facebook page. I'm not going to follow her her social media. Yeah. I don't. I listen. I have unfollowed things I don't like. That's how. Yeah, that like works. all those records right. after Faithless that wanted to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The people the who just want to like it because, hold on. Oh my yeah. God. Nora thinks she's so woke. I'm so done with this liberal bitch. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Every no. person, like, have you read these books? Uses, yeah. Where the fuck right. have you been? The sa- they're been the, they're the same people. people. They're the same people that read, you know, Shadows and Death and went, I can't believe they're cussing like sailors now. They never yeah. used to do that in the book. You're like, yes, they did. Ugh. Yeah. It's just. It's just one of those things where I'm like, the people who continue following things they don't like just so they can bitch about it, those yeah. are the people who need to get a fucking life. Yes, thank you. Yeah. God. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. 100%. So, um, <laughs> said what I said. I said Good what job, I Tara. said, bitches. <laughs> so i posted about this on our instagram and i did get a few responses maureen lee said it was a good post i bet she loved writing dark and death as a way to vent about those readers so i mean obviously we'll talk more about that when we get to dark and death but yeah i mean i think dark and death was definitely like her response in in certain oh, ways yeah. to to oh, those yeah. readers. 100%. Yeah. Nikki Lodian <laughs> uh <laughs> answered <laughs> I love that. Um uh answered Maureen and she says, "I thought about this too. I love that so many sentences in Dark and Death could be traced to how Nora herself writes or feels about her characters and her audience." It's Kaya says, I can relate. This series as a whole can get to be a drag. I almost didn't survive abandoned, I swear. But I'm too invested now, so I suck it up. Lol. And again, you know, I we understand that thinking. And I'm perfectly mm-hmm. fine for Kaya to come onto our Instagram page and say that. 
I wouldn't be okay with her going to Nora's Facebook page and saying like, oh, this series is becoming a drag or whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't think she would do that. No. She's, she, she follows either. us and all the people that follow us are amazing, as we've said before. But, um, you know, and that's what we're talking about here. People that go onto Nora's page or send Nora messages or, you know, that kind of thing and complain in spaces that are set aside for Nora and her fans. And if you're that person that wants to complain, you're like, you know, I guess start your own podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Let us know how that goes. Nikki Lodian again said, I felt this way until I reread the series with the entire series and each installment laid out in front of me. I can promise you the quality isn't changing like at all at all. Each book is still <laughs> at genius level. And when you don't enjoy a book as much, I recommend rereading it in a few months. I can almost guarantee you you'll gain a fresh view of it the second or third reread. I'm glad I have this perspective now because I was sad that the newer books seem to be less good. Now I don't feel that way about any of them. I hope it can be the same for you guys. <clears throat> so, yeah, absolutely. I think we've found that out too. Oh, yeah. In rereading yeah. these books for this podcast, books that we liked, you know, sl slightly less. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got I mean, a new yeah. you know perspective on and a new appreciation for again we've said this a couple of times you know i mean that's kind of the reason for us even starting this podcast in the first place oh yeah absolutely to give people that opportunity to read the books with us yeah. again and kind of analyze them and see you know if your perspective of them changes in your mm -hmm. appreciation gets stronger you know yeah. um because yeah I, I i feel like that's happened to all of us absolutely but there's definitely books that i'm like eh, you know yeah and i can even say you know we've already in this once in this podcast mentioned possession which i was not a fan of when we <laughs> first read it um but and even though we haven't gotten to that formally in the in this podcast, um, we did do our last Halloween themed episode. I Ooh. went and reread all of the paranormal novellas just so that I could mm -hmm. be, you know, kind of refresh myself when we talked right. about them. Yeah. And so I reread uh, Possession. And mm -hmm. I, I really, it was a great book, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I gained a new perspective on it. I never really hated it. No, I, I hated one didn't. aspect of it. It was just really it. funny. Your reaction to it was really funny. That's all. It wasn't like, that it's you just, hated you know, it. It was I just. I want to make it make sense. This is how like, I God damn it, make sense. Make it make sense. Just so fair. <laughs> it but, really is. Because I had the same reaction to fantasy. I'm not going to lie. When we get there, we'll talk about it. But right. I was just like, <laughs> but right. also like, yeah, I, I also love that she did that. Like she 
did she did new different things and if they didn't no i know i just i don't understand how it works and it irritates me i'm like i don't get it like how is this even possible i mean i know that it's the future but really nora really (laughs) (laughs) i don't think this i don't think this is a thing but all right right (laughs) i'll come along for this ride it's fine oh yeah but again in, in first reading you know you yeah. might think like i i think i was just so pissed by that one particular little detail yeah <laughs> that one yeah. tiny detail yeah that i just couldn't that's all i could see but in rereading right. it for the show yeah. now i'm looking at it from a different perspective and looking at all mm-hmm. the the book in its entirety and yeah. it's a really good and- book yeah, and I've reread fantasy since the first read too, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's some really great moments, and you know, there's a lot of really funny pop culture mentions in that yeah. book. Yeah, and so you know, which I, you know, me, I love that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, because yeah. I always love it when Eve doesn't know anything, and then like Rourke, Feeny, and McNabb are like, oh, so dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> the things that she doesn't know are always so funny. You're like, that's well, what. Yeah, I mean, you can know Batman, but not really know anything about Batman. You know what I'm saying? You can have right. knowledge Absolutely. that Batman exists without really having enough knowledge to without really knowing know. that Alfred is his butler. Yeah, exactly, I get it. But still, like um, Eve. <laughs> that is the extent of what I. You would think that Eve would be a Batman fan, though. I mean, come on, really? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but if you've never really taken the time to watch any of the batman movies or you know tv series or read anything or you know then you, yeah okay. you wouldn't be i mean <laughs> that, is also, the, that is the extent of my knowledge on batman see all right fair enough. Was like that. i know there's a batman i know there's an alfred i know, and I know that. that there's Wait, a robin somewhere i'm just saying i i'm there's just saying I, I feel like eve would think. know this shit <laughs> I know why I know why you don't. But why would Eve though? Now we're getting into this whole discussion. She's kick ass. Oh yeah, but she doesn't know pop culture. We've already discussed that. Um, This is amazing. Okay. Moving on. Also, so I mean, if on the very, 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 very off chance that Nora is listening to this particular episode <laughs> now that we're talking about pop culture references mm-hmm. nora if you're out there i really 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 need for we've said this before rourke or mcnab or rourke mcnab together or feeny or somebody to at some point in time in one of the investigations say this is the way and have eve <laughs> have no clue what they are talking about it needs to happen, yes. Nora. I don't want to tell this you how to, to do happen. your job, but it really, really does. This needs to happen. It needs to happen. Oh this is God. the way, Nora. This is the way. You know she's a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I mean, you know she is. Yes, so she's got I, to get it. She's has she's to have got watched. She's got to get the Mandalorian. Oh, you know she did. So, you know she did. Nora's a she's a big Batman fan. That's why I'm like, how do you not make your main character a Batman fan? Come on, Nora. Because the main character is not Nora. It's I Eve, know, and Eve I doesn't know. know pop culture. As we already said, 
<laughs> no, my favorite one though is when she when she said I I forget what book it is, but she said something. He says something about or no, Worker McNabb says something about Tony Stark, right? And it was something to do with um, you know, somebody had used the name Tony Stark as an alias, and Calculated, so he I laughed, think. and then Rourke laughed, and and it was like, huh? He's like, you know, Tony Stark. Genius billionaire playboy and works like Iron Man. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, the comic book guy and Rourke and McNabb are like graphic novel. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. it me yeah. Up every time, like, <laughs> yep, that's my boys. Right. So anyway, <laughs> yes, Nora, if if you could work, this is the way in there someplace. I would really appreciate it. It's. I, I think all many of us, of would. us would really appreciate that. Yeah, right. yeah. not not just and the three love, of us. Even. Love the Buffy references. I'm not. Don't please don't. Uh, yeah, not those. We do love I mean, those. Those are great. They are great. Um. So anyway, so getting back to our comments. Yeah, getting back on track. So H. D. Martin says. Imagine loving a series or a book by an author and then thinking you know what would be best, even if you hated a book. Imagine thinking you know it better than the person writing it. And then she did the facepalm emoji. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you just have to wonder. Um, one more chapter says, I've genuinely never felt any of this reading this series. Yes, yeah, some of the books aren't as good as others. but That's absolutely going to happen in a series this long. To be honest, I'd probably be more concerned if every book was perfect. That's an almost impossible achievement. Which is right. true. Um, Dina says, I've never reread books before this series. I'm going through a second time and finding and enjoying little details that I missed or skimmed over the first time. And loving it even more with discussions, the podcast, comments. Maybe because I know and love the characters so much, I understand where they're coming from now or where they're coming from and how they interact, how anyone can be so presumptuous as to think they can do better than the author is just absurd. Nora's $60 million plus in sales says a, what a, <laughs> it says a wild different story, but you know, I don't think she meant that the way Nora brings back people or refers to past characters is so much fun. Like the least eggs meant only for her loyal readers. If every player was in every book, I believe that would be tedious and it would make the story a lag. I hope this series never ends. Aww. Um, yeah, I mean, cause you know, I mean, and I've said it before and I, you know, I apologize. I fully understand because we just read it. Nora really, really loves writing Bella, but there was a time there where I was like, okay, I pretty much had enough of Bella. I could do without yeah. Bella for a few books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, I would never have gone on to Nora's Facebook page and gone like, yeah. um, can you write less Bella? We need I'm less getting Bella. a little Come sick on. of her. Like, I would never do that. What? Yeah. No. You know, I would complain and I to gotta you guys. say, like the last few books where they're working on the house and she's all, you know, job boss and taking taking so, charge of the house yeah it's so cute it's so, it is it's cute adorable. it's so cute yeah it is cute. and yeah and you know like we said what was it abandoned where i mean we talked about that extensively when we did uh -huh. that one where yeah you know about how it's so nice to see eve actually being like 
okay, this is Bella's park. This is not okay. Right. And just, and I mean, that was like one of her driving motivations for that case. It was, fuck this. This is not okay. This is Bella's park. Right. And yeah, and I love that. So um, I think that's about it I have for Facebook. Okay. Oh. Facebook. I mean, not, sorry, that's it. That's all I have for. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wait a Instagram. minute. I thought I had Facebook. You have Facebook. All right. I've got Facebook. So, Book Dragon shared the link first, and she says the people always bitching at Nora need a good firm slap. <laughs> and also, yep, she made correct. it through her surgery, and she's currently home and a little loopy on hydrocodone, <laughs> which made the reviews of Innocent extra fun. <laughs> Well, we're good. here for you. Book we are here for you. We are. Uh, Happy Janet to entertain. Says, I have often wondered why readers think we can tell authors how to write. Nora Roberts, you write them. I'll read them. Thank you for your skill, imagination, and dedication. Laura, thanks for putting up with us. Hmm. Michelle Kenyon said, glad to hear you're home and hope you recover quickly. Oh. And Rosalia said the same. Um. Blah, blah, blah. Where'd it go? Okay. So then Dawn said, go Nora on the same post or on a different post, but same thing. And then Maria responded to that one. I love the series, period. Whatever Nora writes, I will enjoy no matter what characters and the outcome of the book is. I will always love the in-depth series. Nora does an amazing job on her books. Keep them coming. I will never stop buying and listening to your books and audibles. They are just too great to give up. And then, so we got a long one from Dinah. Said, what a coincidence. I'm not a cop, so I do believe in coincidences. <laughs> Re-listening to Dark and Death. It. And it's coming very close to the falling into the story blog where Nora says, trust me, when people complain about various things, fave character not mentioning mentioned or wanting everyone to be in loving relationships, etc., as I'm listening, it makes me wonder if Nora was drawing a lot from her own fan mail through the years as inspiration for this story. As Eve is telling work about all the crazies who insist on giving advice to make a better story and bitch that there's not enough banging, people talk about make-believe people like they're real people and get a little pissy when those make-believe people don't do what they want them to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the pissy is because they're not banging enough. <laughs> 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 I started laughing because, well, sounds kind of like all of us, a little. Right? Yeah. Not or banging too much. Anyone would act on the <laughs> in-death books and become homicidal. Oh boy. Mm. Eve goes on and how people object to the language like real people never say fuck you. <laughs> then it, it makes me wonder why Delano, the author, doesn't write back and say thank you for your interest. Now fuck off. <laughs> Could be a little insight into Nora's <laughs> point of view. Yeah. And Michelle responded. I honestly don't doubt that Dark was heavily inspired by her own fan mail and life as an author. Not one little bit. I can get hyper-focused on stories and characters, both in books, TV, and even occasionally movies. Same. Mm-hmm. I can have some pretty strong opinions. <laughs> yep. But not once have I felt the urge to write the, the creator of these stories and characters to complain about the direction they took them in. Mm-hmm. And worse to imply, I know the character better than they do. The utter gall and disrespect. Feel like the this is deserving of a few choice motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn says, I thought that during Obsession, when Eva's looking through the fan mail, I'm sure Nora gets some crazy ass fan mail. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Teresa said, I wondered the same thing when reading the story. 
Remembering stupid questions I asked and things I said as a new fan, I think I even apologized on one of the fan sites run by Nora's publicist. I did laugh out loud a few times, recognizing many of us, her loyal fans, and how involved have I gotten involved? How involved have I gotten involved with the characters? I once found myself praying for even Rourke and George. Stop. I love, girl, it. I love it. That's fantastic. I think she I remember Do her telling me that story. I can't remember what book it was about, but yeah. yeah I think that's all we've got on that. That's funny. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know what else we can say, but um, oh, yeah, we've said yeah. Lots. and people stop doing that. Good. Stop going at yeah. least stop going on Nora's spaces. Stop going on her Facebook page yeah. and on yeah. her blog and saying this kind of stupid mm. shit. And listen, you know, it's okay to be irritated. It's okay to be annoyed. I just I don't understand why people have to bitch about everything. I just don't get it everything every fucking Uh thing it's like like you said earlier people just want to be mad right listen like do you want nora to just be like you know what i actually don't want to write these books anymore because i'm not going to make everyone happy like yeah it's just it's so frustrating and also her space make it make sense if you're gonna complain make it make sense Mm -hmm. don't sit there and say like they've never cussed like this before unless you are willing to go back to naked and count up all of the times they've said fuck and compare it for you exactly if you yeah (laughs) we're gonna refresh contact dana Dana. (laughs) she will give you a rundown of how many fucks are in every single book okay exactly so you know i mean and you will see that there's a lot more fucks earlier in the series than you think mm-hmm. yeah but we've said this many times like you just uh, we, all we want is for your criticisms if you're going to criticize the books to make sense yeah that's it that's all it's you not know. so much to ask and don't go on no, the funny thing is though is that. that the people listening to this already i know they are we're preaching to the choir we're preaching to the choir we really are you know our listeners are awesome. They would never. <laughs> they would never. They would never. So, um, getting slightly off that topic, um, mm-hmm. we had so Maureen, uh, who's our new listener, mm-hmm. one of our new listeners, yeah, is going through all of our podcast episodes, and every so mm-hmm. often she'll send a message on Instagram, and um, I told her I would bring these two things up on the uh, show. The first one was, um, Oh yes. (laughs) New question for you. How come in all their years of being police before naked Rourke is not involved in murders, but as soon as he is people, he knows or his businesses or employees are constantly involved. (laughs) And this is the question that Jen asks all the time. I ask this question all because it doesn't make sense to Jen. It makes sense to me because it doesn't make sense to me. You know, it does because we just didn't hear about those times that they were involved. I think that that's what it is. I know, but it's like, well, doesn't. Okay. The part that does not make sense to me is the fact that Eve had never heard of Rourke before naked. Like she literally says, like who's Rourke? I don't know who that is. Like, I get that she doesn't follow that kind of thing. I get that. But I wonder though, like, does Eve, like the stuff that Eve knows about, because Eve and her 
inability to follow anything that's happening in current <laughs> events. Current events, like, yeah. Uh-huh. She, unless she ever worked on a case that directly involved Rourke, why the hell would she know who exactly? He is? Well, right. So okay, if okay, someone but- else did. But how many times did he have employees murdered like he does constantly now or, you know, people that work for him as well, suspects like he again, does constantly now? OK, but we've Why talked about this, too. Like, his name, at least. If you if you go by this book that we are currently reading that we're going to be talking about um, in a couple yeah. of weeks, um, we're because we're reading right now Creation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the killer is snatching women up from different businesses that Rourke owns. And one is like a uh, a gym and it's called Body Works or something like that. Yeah. Body, something like that. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But if that had happened and she didn't know Rourke, she would just say, oh, this person works at this place called Body Works. And then she would talk to yeah, their coworkers okay. and the manager and, and that their, would be it. Their she, manager. Yeah. She wouldn't All go right. like, but who owns not- that? owns this business that's kind of what i was thinking is that now because she knows rourke and like it comes she's going through this with rourke and and like every fucking time peabody's like oh and this business is owned by rourke and she's like fuck right you know because now it's just something that they do because rourke does own so much shit and really yeah i don't when okay but when you and you when you think about it Tell me right now. I mean, you you know who Jeff Bezos is, right? If I told you, said Jeff Bezos, oh, yeah. you know exactly who Jeff Bezos is. How many of his employees have been arrested? Do you know? I have no idea. No, I have no idea. How many of him, his employees Probably have been murdered? Probably most of them because it's fucking Amazon and they're exactly. crazy. And how many have been murdered? Right, yeah. Or how many have been involved in a murder? Who knows? Yeah. Like, we don't, who knows? You don't, yeah. you don't yeah. connect it in that way. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. I get what, Marina, we get what you. you're saying. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. I just think it's ridiculous, but okay. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm just, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so that, good. hopefully that kind of answers the question, Maureen. <laughs> um, the second message that I got from her was, listening to the discussion on witness and death and what a jerk Eve was initially to Charles. Makes me wonder if the fact that for the first eight years of her life, she saw one or more of her parents having sex with prostitutes and also knowing that she was bred to be prostituted might be a possible cause of her attitude. Never thought of it before today. Well, she never, she didn't realize that during witness. She didn't know that. Okay. Yes. She didn't realize that until reunion. Yes. However, uh, it could be, I mean, even if she did be subconscious. Yes. That's yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to try to say, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and I could see that, but you know, I don't think she had that actual realization until reunion. But in witness, but it could, it could, his parents I, or her parents, that's a very valid point. She, I could see that. Right. But she's talking about him. She has a really hardcore line about, prostitutes at the beginning of the series like right yeah but in like, witness in she Holiday, also we did talk about her giving charles an attitude about being a prostitute and witness yes and by that time she had she did know she had yeah. you know so that could be part of it you know but in witness 
in witness. No, she didn't know in witness. She didn't know that she was being that they were training her to be a prostitute in witness. She didn't figure that out until reunion when they go to Dallas. I th- mm, yeah, but right. it's what she was asking. Yeah. I mean, but also just kind of along the lines of what she was asking was, you know, seeing her her oh, father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, no, no, no. No, that, that I a hundred percent agree with that yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah, right. I just don't think that she consciously had any thought of them doing that until she figured it out when they were in Dallas. And that wasn't until reunion. But no, that's yeah, that's. But I also, again, I've always found it. I've always found her like hard line about prostitutes and licensed companions as very weird. Like it's legal. I get it. But I mean, I don't know. I just just like she was like over the line harsh about it at times. Yeah. Well, with Charles. I mean, and I get the part of it was being protective of Peabody. I get that. Yeah. But I don't know. And it's, you know, I mean, it's who knows? I mean, we're all overly harsh about certain things that we don't really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, that she, you know, she just has a very specific stand on it that, yeah. you know, that Nora decided that she should have. Mm-hmm. And she used yeah. Charles, I think to give eve the grace to not feel that way yeah as aggressively right Um, yeah that's a good point i like that but yeah i don't know (laughs) so there you go maureen there's your answer (laughs) there you go maureen sorry maureen sorry maureen we don't know um yeah but those are both good back good good yeah that's a good point that's very possible honestly Yeah. yeah honestly yeah, excellent points. So, um, should we go to podcast business? Podcast business? Yeah. Sure. Yes. So, podcast business, we have two new patrons. Woohoo! Thank you. Ranger Sill. Thank you, guys. Ranger Sill. I, I love that. I love I that. Like it. I like that a lot. And yeah. MD Davis. Nice. And so in a couple of our other episodes, I completely forgot because MD Davis did send an email and oh. um, MD actually, she sent two. And um, can I, first of all, let me just say MD Davis, thank you so much for listening. And we really, really, really appreciate you. Um, the yeah. emails, I almost didn't, I almost didn't open them up at all. The first one anyway, because I opened it up and it was just a link to a doc, a document. And anybody who's a a tech geek knows that you do not open up documents that are attached to emails. You just don't do that. No. Um, The only reason I opened it up is because it said something about the podcast and the email didn't seem weird. The email address. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a chance and open this thing up. Yeah. And it was a doc because MD Davis has quite a bit to say. <laughs> and it couldn't be apparently held in one uh, in an email. In an email. It had to be a document. Got it. I respect it. So um <laughs> if you don't mind, I will read her emails. Yeah, go for yes. it. They're gonna be long though. Yes. Okay. That's but she does do say at the very beginning, <laughs> apologies for the long email. 
but none of my people are up on this series and I've never been into social media. So I totally understand that. You, I think we've all had that to like, nobody I know loves the series. Like, who do I talk to about it? You know? So I appreciate you. Um, Oh yeah. So she says, so you can blame my sister for telling me about your podcast. (laughs) I've been a fan of the series since 2000 when that same sister showed me a copy of witness and death because I'm a Christie fan. Hey, she started with witness and death. So did I. Nice. Nice. However, being semi-anal, I had to start at the beginning and read them in order. Enter the in-death world of NYC homicide Lieutenant Eve Dallas. Roberts Rob. Yeah, she respected the rank. <laughs> Thank you for respecting the rank. Thanks for respecting the rank, motherfucker. Motherfuckers. Roberts Rob crafts a story that allows an intelligent reader to fall into it. The characters are layered, nuanced, flawed, unbelievable, yet very real. Some plots may, at times, be weaker than others, but in those books, Robert's Rob expends the creativity on character growth, which is not always up. R.R. sometimes has them fall back in maturity. By the end of the book, she has them beyond where they were at the start of the book. Growth. Thank you for noticing that there's character growth in this. There's growth. Series. Oh my god! Yeah, you know. Shocking, How dare you I say know. that? God, <laughs> so wrong. I typically Listen wait. To all our one star reviewers. <laughs> I typically wait until I have three new books, then reread the series. Semi anal. That's all I'm claiming. <laughs> finding your podcast has been a breath of fresh air it is fun and funny informative and imaginative intelligent thought-provoking and frustrating yeah well we agree well um <laughs> all of the things that the in-death books are you represent the series extremely well well thank you thank Aww. you I've never been in a book club and you ladies have ruined me for any other. I can't imagine one being better than this. Y'all are the shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. If you could give us on, on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast, a five-star review and just put y'all are the shit. That would be amazing. Not mad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've started at episode one, and as of this writing, I'm up to 73. Julie, shaking my head. Deep, resigned, sigh. Intelligence and common sense are not common. That was Julie who gave us a bad review. Oh, yeah, freaking Julie. (laughs) My most controversial idea, social media should not just be available to everyone. Okay. Um, you should have to pass an are you stupid test. Stupidity is lazy. <laughs> like one or two star reviews, which only say, I don't like this. Lazy. One star for those one Listen, star reviewers. I'm there with you. <laughs> right? I think we're all there with her. Um, oh. uh, Correct. No growth. Wrong. There is growth. It isn't always fast, but then it's only been one year, two years, three years. 
2060. Count them, people. <laughs> uh, but you're not wrong. <laughs> yes, we've been in this world for more than two decades. However, the books take place no more than a month or two apart, sometimes weeks. In the case of Shadows and Faithless, it's a day. Holiday and Midnight are mere hours. Since counting is hard for those readers, they should look to Bella. Including the novellas, there have been about 40 books since she was born. In real time, she would be in her late teens, early 20s. We would know if she had a little brother or sister who would be in their mid to late teens. Get it? Um, Look to Bella. You deserve one star reviewer, not the books. Eve should get over it. What were you doing at eight years old? At eight, Eve killed her father physically and her- herself emotionally. Eight people. 23 years later, she's playing catch up. You can't get over what you don't know. She has begun remembering she's in her bits and pieces. For Christ's sake. <laughs> she has begun remembering bits uh-huh. and pieces of her life out of sequence. Her abuse was not just one incident. It was years of horrible gut-wrenching, all-out abuse. What was happening to you at seven, six, five, four? Hopefully not that. She hasn't had time to deal right. with all of that happened to her. It's a process, which takes years. Look to Bella. Especially since facing trauma is scary and hard. She's getting there, but it's, but it's last on her to-do list. Okay, this is on her to-do list. Adjust a new man. Is Man Friday, new home, new public life, new boss, accept consequences of romantic decisions to job, figure out how to deal with someone who wants to stand in as mother, train want to be detective, adjust to new friends while maintaining old friendships, supervise homicide, catch the murderers roaming in the streets, and oh yeah, deal with newfound information about mentally and physically and sexually abusive childhood. You try catching your breath when the water keeps rising over your head and there's a heavy weight on your chest. Do you also push over toddlers who are just learning to walk? Uh, Robert's Rob goes over the same same ground in each book. Yes, this is a series, but in each book is a standalone story. If an author could know readers would always start at book one and read in order, they would write something once, twice, then never again. That don't happen, people. Someone will start a book at 17 or miss books 33 and 34 and will need to know what happened. You should realize that you can skip over parts you already know. It doesn't warrant one star. Truth. Truth. Even's good Thank enough for you. Rourke. He played with and walked away from all the proper women he dated before Eve. In his mind, at his core, Rourke doesn't see himself as a proper man. He has adopted the facade. Years of practice has made the coating thick. Rourke still thinks of himself mostly as a Dublin street rat. From ghetto alleys to high society by way of crime and vengeance. In this case, like trust like. Two lost souls. He has explained this in the books. Pay attention. That's your shortcoming, not the books. Rourke is controlling. Eve is a cop with more than 10 years on the job. Naked, she is fifth degree Dan. She is a fifth degree Dan? I don't know. I don't don't remember that. 
I, I don't know. Okay, I don't. Maybe. Maybe that's auto. Damn you, autocorrect. Um, dark. She is usually armed. Maybe she meant detective. Naked. She's oh, a fifth grade. Oh, maybe. I don't, okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Dark. She's usually armed. All the books. She can make her. No mean no. Enough said. Why does Eve like Mavis? Mavis Eve didn't think or know she needed rescuing, but unconsciously let herself be rescued. Mavis needed a way to stay on the right side of the law, to see herself as able to be better, worthy, more. Eve. Eve intellectually and emotionally needed to exhale with a soft place to land, to see herself as able to be better, worthy, more. Mavis. Eve is too hard and unfeeling. Even Disney has a dark side, and this ain't Disney, people. <laughs> no, she's always want. She ain't always warm and fuzzy. You want warm and fuzzy veteran NYC homicide cop? She manages to be mostly appropriate. Some days are better than others. Um, mirror you, meet actual yeah. you. You ain't perfect. Why do all the characters love Eve? You have to bring some intelligence to these books. Everything isn't spelled out. So I'll do it for you. Easy is easy to love. Easy is boring. You're not bored reading these books. None of these characters lead boring lives, which is why you don't read fiction. <laughs> or which is why you read fiction. To be entertained. Too much sex. The books are 99.99% .99 about adults. Grow up. <laughs> yes grow the fuck up all right not enough sex duh who couldn't use more sex although this is a police procedural so most of the book will be about how the lead character solves the crime there's cursing swearing bad words again grow up eve crosses the mm -hmm. line crossing the line bending the rules the fictional killers smash the the law when they killed someone i'm okay with the fictional cop massaging the law to catch them hope you're this concerned about real life cops crossing and bending Ooh, mm. boom <laughs> <laughs> mic drops yeah fine <laughs> so the stories are all the same you people really make my head hurt if i buy a series of books and all but two have death in the title. Somebody better die or be dead by the end of each book. If the book is about cops, I want to read about how they solve the crime. If the book is about a cop and her husband, I better see at least one of them in every chapter. The two of them together in some way in at least every third chapter. If they're adults who care about each other in a committed relationship, please let them have sex. We get it, but you don't like your significant other. So sorry for you and them. Or you don't have one. Sucks to be you. Not the book's fault. Um, he's always involved in her cases. She lives and works on the island of manhattan her husband owns property on the island of manhattan i annoying uh could be wait a minute that's the story the author wants to tell oops your mistake you bought a book where you know the author writes things you can't ignore that's on you <laughs> stories are not realistic <laughs> fiction literature in the form of prose especially short stories and novels that describe imagery events and people 
nonfiction, prose writing that is based on facts, real events, and people such as biography or history. Go read some nonfiction and live happily ever after. If you find yourself bored out of your mind because you have no imagination and could use some make-believe in your life, read some fiction and shut the fuck up. Excuse my fucking French. Shadows. I'm here for this. Oh my god. So that was the first that was the first email I got. Let me read the second. Okay. It's not it's not as long. Um, not as long? No. Okay. She says, Hey, 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 <laughs> ladies, I've been treating myself the last couple of weeks and caught up on all the podcast episodes. Thanks for that. Well, we didn't have anything to do with that, but we're glad that you <laughs> thank you for listening to all of them. Yes. Um, and we're glad to have you as a listener. Love it. You ladies are hilarious. You are a few of my favorite things. I'm just going to weigh in on some of the questions you open up and throw out some of my own. I believe Richard and Elizabeth went into seclusion to deal with the loss of their daughter and at the hands of Richard's father, who had been molesting her for years after moving on from molesting Richard's sister. His father, who conspired to kill two other women, then killed himself. But there was contact between them and Rourke for him to know that they would consider bringing taking Kevin. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's—I mean—that's as good. A, that's a good explanation as any. Yeah. Um, for why Richard and Elizabeth disappear for seven right, books and then another twenty. What she's saying <laughs> is there was contact because he, you know. No, no, no. I get that, but, but I'm just saying no. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can accept that. Okay. Um, she says two other characters have families that have been mentioned. Pretty sure Baxter has a sister. He went to visit yes. in one of the holiday setting books in Ohio, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Webster has a sister. He's helping her with school tuition, according to judgment. If you're right in the series is winding down, you make a very good argument for your point. Eve has left Jenkinson in charge a couple of times lately. Sorry, Jen. Maybe Detective Lewis abandoned would be Peabody's new partner. From episode 112, Innocent, Eve punched Rourke because she wanted Magdalena to understand Rourke knew what Eve would do to both of them if he continued to let Maggie try anything. Rourke will no longer be welcoming, so don't come back because this is what will happen. Eve will bloody the both of you. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, from episode 92, Insult Wars. Obviously, Somerset's initial dislike of Eve was due to her being a cop. I like to believe once he realized that she was a good cop, his hesitance was not because she didn't re- remind him of Marlena, but because she does. She is intelligent, caring, driven, devoted, brave, funny, and compassionate. She's a good judge of character. She loves Rourke above all else. These are all traits he would want to see in his child. So it's painful to see them in Rourke's wife, who is not his Marlena. He, Rourke, and Marlena would have remained the perfect family, if only. From episode 90, Mm -hmm. Villains. You would call Rourke and Somerset avenging angels. I think I like to think Mrs. Feinstein was put under house arrest, which makes her Mavis and Peabody's neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they check on her. They check on her every once in a while. Peabody does. I love that. I love um, it. 
<laughs> make sure she's not poisoning anyone right. else. Like, what? Would you like some pie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peabody always <laughs> says, no, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, no thanks. No cookies either, I'm good. Right. <laughs> From episode 63, food. The lemon meringue pie Tico's granny made in Strangers. Can you just see the toasty meringue? I wonder how many real life unsolved cases were actually carried out by strangers on a train from episode 26. Oh, um, from episode 26 judgment. Could the woman who killed the Ricker goon Eve turned have been Cleo Grady? Nora just forgot to mention that part and promises. Oh, interesting. From yeah, we haven't gotten to promises. Right. So, from episode 21 fanfic possible mavis records a duet with lana moon concealed which hits number one then she introduces oh this is her fanfic ah got it mavis records a duet with lana moon concealed which hits number one she then introduced lana and her man derek to crack and the three of them open another club together Opening night is a benefit concert to support a scholarship that Rochelle's family has started in her deceased brother's name from Connections. Aww. After closing up, Crack and Rochelle, Lana and Derek are leaving and find, from Concealed, Sebastian's body in the secured VIP parking lot. Go. Or David, Baxter, and Linda Whitney, Glory, have secretly been involved in an on-again, off-again, one night after... Oh, in an on-again, off-again relationship. She's a lawyer and he's a cop who works under her father. One night after dinner at his place, they fight. She's tired of this seesaw and wants them to consider opening up about their relationship, which is which was his position six months ago, and now he's hesitant. She storms off and goes home. Then she gets and she gets there and finds David Angelini, Glory ex-client she's dated years ago on her doorstep barely conscious he's been beaten and stabbed he tells her something while she calls the mts and her father who calls dallas baxter has followed her so they can talk and arrives just before whitney who assumes dallas called him when dallas arrives she figures baxter is furious because whitney interrupted his night he's actually pissed because linda called her father and not him meanwhile angelini has a lot of blood and of course all of it might not be his the mts rush him to the health center and go <laughs> or oh my god for those <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so listen md mm-hmm. baxter does not have another woman besides me so that will not be happening <laughs> okay but the other one's great <laughs> um, <laughs> or Here we are. Jesus did you read Christ. my fanfic? Hello. <laughs> no, Who she's do you think not read your fanfic is? yet. Apparently, go read Jen's fanfic. Hello. Um, because Jenna is me. Okay. FYI. Go on. Or uh, yes, Tara. Do you have something to say? Nope. I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> AJ's like, oh Jesus. <laughs> Just gonna let this happen. Oh, okay. All right, just back off. Yeah, we know. Or fine, for those um, 
give them a baby, give Eve a family people. Years ago, Stella hooked up with a rich drug addict because he was able to keep her supplied with drugs. They didn't realize she was pregnant until an abortion was not possible. Since they've almost run through all of his money, a baby would give him access to the rest of his inheritance. And so for the second time in her life, Stella lets a man convince her to have a baby. Your mind on drugs. He makes her check into rehab where she has the baby. The facility handles the paperwork of registering the birth. Just before she's due to be released, she finds out the baby's father overdosed and has no other family, nor is there any money. So she sneaks out of rehab, gives the baby a son, or leaves the, leaving the baby a son behind. Now 16, the boy with whiskey-colored eyes, armed with his birth certificate, the rehab resident ID, and admittance info of his mother seeks out a cop who arrested one of the women he's been tracking. He wants any information the cop may have about the woman who thinks might be his mother. Go. You talked about doing an episode about Jenkinson's ties. Why not expand that to include all of the cops in the development of the bullpen? An episode about all of the bribery that goes on with these honest cops and the reporter. Oh. That's a good episode. That sounds like a good episode. Yeah. That is. Yeah. I like that. Because it's not just them being bribed by Nadine. <laughs> cough. Or, um, you know, but yeah. like Dickhead expecting bribes. Right. Yeah. Which has always yeah. pissed me off. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck you. Do your goddamn job. Right. Right? We fucking hate him anyway, yeah. so. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Um, right? You could speculate about exactly who's coming back in Encore. Will it be a villain, surviving victim, or witness? Or the cast of the ICOV Agenda to film the Red Horse movie? So. Yeah, didn't we talk about it? It looked we, like it was Broadway was the. It, we, yeah, we kind of did talk about that. Front of the, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Because the, the cover of the book has Broadway it's, on it. It kind of so seems like I that. wonder if it's. A, yeah, so. Well, but yeah, she did say someone was coming back in that mm-hmm, one, right? She so did. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. It'd be interesting. So those were two really long emails, but we really, really appreciate yeah, them. They were really fun. <laughs> they were funny. Thank you for taking the time to Thank write those you. emails and send them to Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Especially since that. you don't want to do the, the social media thing and we get it. So. Yep. Totally get it. That's fine. Um, I mean, you totally. could, if you don't want traditional social media, you could join us on our um, Discord. Discord. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, I, I believe she did. She was one of our new patrons, so you can okay. Uh, also, yeah, you can post you. In a message there. Yeah. So, yeah, don't hesitate to do. But yeah, that. join Discord. That's private. It's just listeners of the show. Um, yeah. You don't have to be in any other servers. You don't. It's not. Nothing is public on there. You're just in a server with right podcast and death list. Yes. So yeah. Um. So. Yeah, nobody will bother you outside of our server. So exactly. if, you wanna, if you'd like to join, reach out and we'll send you the and link. And none of your family and friends will know what you say. Nope. So <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's about it. And that's really yeah. more than enough. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, considering where we started off today with this episode. Oh, uh, listen. God. We have done very well. Thank you. <laughs> we have really, done yeah. very well. So, so um, let's, right. we, let's close this thing up. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Anyway, so I that that's that's it for uh, this episode of Podcast and Death. Um, you know how to get a hold of us on all of our social medias. Look for Podcast and Death. Go to our website www.podcastanddeath.com. You can send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com, or you can call the number two zero five four seven six two seven five three, and that spells out two zero five four Rourke. And that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.